Uh, Let me pray, and we're going to jump in. Father, I love you. I'm so grateful for your word, that, Father, your word changes our lives, and your hand is on your word. Your life is in your word. There's healing in your word, and, Father God, I'm thankful for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let me tell you two more things before I read that I just thought of. You are always invited to come to Ground Zero. You are always invited to come to Power Kids. You just get a glimpse when you watch a video. Uh, You can't hear them singing, God's not dead, he's surely alive. And when you hear 90 elementary school kids sing that, it's absolutely amazing. So I want you to know, we'd love for you to come by. Come by here in Ground Zero. Uh, Come down to uh, Power Kids and just come attend a service. We would love for you to and see what God's doing. Then I'd just like to talk to you for a minute about Thursday night church. Uh, We've been having Thursday night church for a while. It's the same service as this, except there's one difference. We do video worship instead of having a live band. We've been having great, a great time on Thursday night. Our crowd's been growing. I preach the same message on Thursday I do on Sunday morning, and I'd love to have you come. Uh, Primarily, you know, if you can't make it on the weekend, come on Thursday night. Uh, we start at 7 o'clock. We have snacks. We have coffee. We have lemonade. Uh, we don't do the full coffee bar, but we do have some things to drink. And so I just want to encourage you. It's a great time to invite somebody to come, and we have a great time. The last two weeks, we've been talking about healing. I'm going to continue that this morning. I'm going to read you an amazing story. The last two weeks, one of the things those two stories were about, if you remember, it was the woman with the issue of blood, and it was blind Bartimaeus. And Jesus encountered both of those people, and he healed him. And one of the things that I had on my heart for you was that healing belongs to us healing belongs to you. Jesus is our healer, and, you, and, and healing as a New Testament Christian belongs to you, and Jesus healed these two people. Well, I'm going to show you a story this morning. Jesus is there, but he's not there physically. He's there in spirit. Jesus has died on the cross. He's rose from the dead. He's ascended to heaven. I'm going to start in Acts chapter 3, verse 1, and listen to this story. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And what that was was about three o'clock in the afternoon. A certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. That was the name of the gate. To ask alms or money from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for money or alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John and Peter, they said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. The King James says, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. 
Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. When Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness, we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the holy and the just one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the prince of life who God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, now don't miss that, and his name, through faith in his name, he made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, talking about crucifying Christ, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, and he has thus fulfilled, repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord." and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the time of the restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. Peter and John, it's the afternoon, and they're going to the temple to pray. It was their custom. And as they're going, they go a certain way through town. And when they get to a gate, there's a gate there where you would go in into a place called Solomon's Court or Solomon's Porch or the Colonnade. And what it was was an open area and it had walls around it. And then part of it was covered. So it was like a porch. It was a sitting area. And people would flow through this gate and they would come out into this open area. And when they would get into this open area, then they would make their way into the temple to worship God. Okay, there's a man who's lame, and the Bible says he was lame from birth. He was born lame. And it says that somebody would carry him every day. Now, it doesn't say whether it was family. It doesn't say whether it was just good friends, but they carried him. He couldn't walk, and they literally carried him every day, and they would set him at this gate. Now, why did they sit him there? Because there was lots of traffic. There was lots of people going through right there. And in those days, we talked about it with the woman with the issue of blood and with blind Bartimaeus. They couldn't work. There was no rehab program. There wasn't any government programs. So because he can't work, because he can't walk, they take him and they sit him at the gate. And as people would flow through, he would beg. And it doesn't say how he begged. It doesn't say that he said anything. It doesn't say that he held out a basket or held out a cup. Yeah, he, he may have been sitting on a blanket and there may have been a basket. It doesn't say, but he begged. And they took him every single day. And John and Peter are going to pray, and they walk through that way, and they get right there to him. And it says they looked at him. They saw him. They noticed him. And when they did, he looked at them, expecting them to give him something. He, he wanted some money. And they said, hey, look at us. And he looked at them, and when they did, they said, we don't have any money. Silver and gold, we don't have, 
but we do have something. And we have something of great value. And you and I have the same thing. And they said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he reached out and he took him by the hand and he lifted him up by the hand. And as he stood up, God did a miracle, and he healed his ankle and his bones. And it, it doesn't say exactly how he was crippled, but it says in the story that he instantly received strength, and he was healed. And as he was, he starts running and hollering and shouting. He's having church, man. He's having a one-man church service, right? Yeah, nothing encourages you like answered prayer. Don't you agree? Man, when you're praying about something, when you need God to do something in your life, and it doesn't matter what area it's in, but, you know, you're praying for something. You know, nothing is harder on prayer than when you get unanswered prayer. You know, when things aren't going the way you want and you pray and you feel like maybe God's not listening and things don't happen like you want them to, nothing can be more discouraging than that. And I think sometimes nothing stops us from praying more than that. But when you get answered prayer, oh my gosh, it just fuels the fire. You know, you pray for somebody at work to get healed and they get better, or you pray that you have an opportunity to share Christ with somebody and you get to, and it just fuels the fire. This guy's healed, and he is running, and he's shouting, and he's hollering. And he's in this open porch area, and it says, well, the crowd notices. Who's that crazy fool? And as they look over at him, it's like, oh, my gosh, that's the lame guy. That's the guy that we just walked by this morning who was sitting there begging. And, and we've seen him time and time again. And we've seen his friends and his family bring him to put him down. And it says they noticed him and they knew who he was. And it says he's hanging on to Peter and John. He's just, he's screaming, he's hollering, he's shouting, he's grabbing them. I love that. And then they say to the crowd, why do you marvel that this happened? Why are you surprised that we used the name of Jesus, the Jesus you crucified? And at the end, they say, we know you, didn't, you did it out of ignorance. We know you didn't know any better. But that Jesus Christ, whom you killed, the Prince of Life, God has raised from the dead. And in that name and faith in that name, has caused him to be healed. And here's what they do. They disavow anything. We didn't do this. I didn't, they, they said, we, we, didn't, we don't have the power to do this. We don't have the ability to do this. This wasn't us. It wasn't anything in us. It wasn't anything we have, but it was what Jesus has. And we just simply gave him what we have, which is Jesus. And he was healed. Now, the first two stories I told the last two weeks one was the woman with the issue of blood. And Jesus is in that story. And she, you know the story. I, I don't have time to tell the whole thing again. She comes out of her house and she says, if I can but touch his garment, I'll be made whole. And she presses through the crowd. And when she grabs the lower part of his, of his clothing and she does, life flows out of him into her. And it says that she's healed. And she'd been sick for 12 years. All three of these examples, they were sick for 12 years. Uh, blind Bartimaeus possibly was blind for his whole life. And this story says that this cripple was crippled his whole life. These were long-term diseases. 
In the second story, blind Bartimaeus, the same thing. He hollers at Jesus, and Jesus stops and, and calls him over to him, and he asks him, what do you want? And he says, I, I want to receive my sight. And it says that Jesus said, be healed, and immediately he was healed. The woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus' clothing. Blind Bartimaeus didn't touch Jesus, and Jesus didn't touch him. He just spoke it to him. Okay, in this third story, uh, the cripple, they do touch him, but it's after they say, be healed in the name of Jesus, and it says they reach down and they take him by the hand. Now, here's what I want you to see that's so powerful. All three of these examples of healing involved faith. Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you whole. He didn't say my faith. He didn't say, my will. He didn't say, my ability. Listen to me. I want to say this very carefully. A lot of times we're waiting on God to do something, and, and God's waiting on you to act. If she had stayed in her house, she wouldn't have got healed. If blind Bartimaeus had stayed on the side of the road, he wouldn't have been healed. Okay, they were healed because they stepped up and they acted, and they used their faith. She said, the Bible says, the woman with the issue of blood said in her heart, it says she said in herself, I'm going to touch him and I'm going to get well. I know a couple that are both in heaven now and they were well in their 90s. <clears throat> and uh, the woman was having heart trouble and so they had to go get checked out by the doctor and they determined that she needed heart surgery. And so, you know, they're in their 90s and it's like, you know, you think, man, you know, so they went to the hospital and, and I went up there to visit them and pray with them and, and uh, the doctor had come in and, you know, probably the doctor was, you know, could have been their grandson, you know. I mean, you know how the older you get, the younger doctors are, okay? And, you, you know, my grandmother used to go to the doctor and say, how old are you? Okay, well, now I'm doing it, you know. How, how old are you? Does your mother know you're here? I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's, that, that's the way it was, you know. The doctor was young. And so he was explaining to him what he was going to do. And as he was explaining, he was trying to, as kindly as he knew how, he was trying to kind of let him down easy, you know, that, hey, this, you know, this may not work. And, and you know, she may not live. And, and you know, she's in her 90s. And, and, you know, he was just doing his best to be kind, but at the same time saying, you know, I don't, I don't know if we should even do this. And if we do do it, I don't, I don't know about the results. And the little man said this. He said, we're not finished yet. She's going to have this surgery, and we're going home. And that's exactly what happened. She had the surgery. She recovered. She went home. They had several more years together. Now, time has passed. They both have passed away, and they're both with Jesus. But he wouldn't have that. He, it was like the same thing with the woman with the issue of blood. He said in his heart, we're going to be okay. Jesus told blind Bartimaeus the very same thing. Your faith has made you whole. Peter and John said the very same thing. Your faith has made you whole. Now, here's what I want you to see this morning. Here's what I want to stir in your heart. Healing belongs to you. Healing belongs to us. It also belongs to others. And when I say others, I mean your family, your loved ones, your parents, your grandparents, your grandchildren, the people you work with. 
Okay, the first two stories, Jesus healed two people, and that's evident that healing belongs to you. In the third story, God used two men to heal another man, and that's for others. And here's what I want you to see. You know Jesus Christ is your Savior. You have the same Savior Peter did. You have the same Savior John did. You have the same Spirit of God on the inside of you. Healing is for you. You can receive your healing. All you have to do is say, God, I thank you that you're my healer, and I thank you for healing in my body. Then it's up to him to do it however he wants to. Amen? Okay, then the second thing is, is those around you can be healed, and you have the right and the ability to pray for them. Now, I know this is where it can get sticky. I know. You think, oh, my gosh, are you, are you kidding me? I don't know, man. I don't know. Listen, the Bible says in the New Testament that if we'll lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. All right, you do your part. God does his part. What do you mean, pastor? The Bible says for you to put your hands on the sick, then God does the recovering. You see that? You see how simple and powerful that is? See, I'm not putting myself out there that I've got to make somebody recover because, see, I don't have the ability. That's exactly what uh, Peter and John said. They said, we didn't do this. We didn't make this happen. Jesus Christ made it happen. All they did was speak the name of Jesus, and then they touched him when they helped him get up. Listen to me. I just want to encourage you. Do not be afraid to pray for people to be healed. People in your family, people in your household, if you've got somebody you know that's sick, all you have to do is simply lay your hand on them and say, be healed in Jesus' name. The Bible says, if we'll lay hands on the sick, they will recover. Now, listen to me. I want you to, I just want to encourage you. If you will dare to step out, if you will dare to begin to pray for people, listen, you will see miracles. You'll see God do things like you never thought, like you never expected by simply being obedient. See, here's the thing. If you'll trust God, if you'll step out, God will use you, God will move in you, and you'll see amazing, miraculous things happen. But if you don't, then you don't see anything happen. And I know, okay, I know, I know, you know, not, not, you know, we'd go to the grocery store and my kids, when they were little, they would say, Dad, do you know that person? Because I'm talking to them. And I'd say, no, why do I have to know them to talk to them? And I know not everybody's like that. And I understand that. And I'm not saying that you have to be like that. All I'm saying is, is start with the people you love. Start with the people you care about. You know, if you have a child, if you have a grandchild, if you have a parent, all, and it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to take 10 minutes. It, 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 doesn't have, it can be 30 seconds. You just simply touch them and say, Lord, just heal them in Jesus' name. It's that simple. In this story I just read to you this morning, they simply said, we don't have any gold or silver, but we do have Jesus. Amen? We do have Jesus. And every one of us in this room have Jesus. And they said, be healed in the name of Jesus. And Jesus did the healing. You do the laying on, God does the healing. You do the prayer, God does the recovery. 
You just trust God that he'll do what he wants to do. And I guarantee you, you'll see more miracles. If, you, if it's been a while since you've seen a miracle, if it's been a while since you've seen God do something and you think, man, I want some of that, just simply begin to pray for people. Healing belongs to you. Jesus died on the cross and paid for it. The Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. Another place in Psalms says he sent his word and healed us. Healing belongs to you. You can be healed. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I thank you. You're my healer. I've said this before. Jesus can only be who you let him be. If you'll just let him be your Savior, he'll be your Savior, and you'll get to heaven. But he wants to be more than that. He wants to be your healer. And then he wants to use you to see others healed. At work, at home, wherever you feel like, you know, hey, if you, you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm sick and I don't feel good. Hey, would you mind if I prayed for you? Would, would you mind if I prayed? It'll open up a whole new realm in your walk with God when you begin to pray for other people. The Bible says when you give, it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and run over. In Proverbs, it says, as you water others, you'll be watered also. It'll open up a whole new realm in your walk with God that maybe you're not experiencing. Now, I know some of you in here already pray for people. You're already doing that. And you could get up here and testify to the things you've seen God do. I can testify to the things I've seen, not only God do in my own life, but in the lives of others. So I just want to encourage you this morning. Number one, healing belongs to you, and you have a right to it, and all you have to do is thank him that you're healed. The second thing is those around you can be healed, and God wants to use you to pray for them. You don't have to pray a big, long prayer. You don't have to be a preacher. Uh, You don't have to be a Sunday school teacher. All you have to do is be a Christian and know Jesus Christ. That qualifies you. Amen? That qualifies you. Well, how, how, how do I know if I'm doing it right? All you got to do is touch them and say in Jesus' name. That's right. It's not hard, amen? You're not going to mess it up. You're not going to think, well, man, I, man, I don't know. What, what if I don't do it the right way? No, there's not, there's not necessarily a wrong way to do it. If I needed prayer, you just would touch me with your hand, and the Bible says that you pray and I'll recover. I'm telling you, healing belongs to you. Y'all stand up. Let me pray. Lord's good. Amen. Praise God. Father, I love you. I'm so thankful for healing. I thank you that Jesus, you're our healer, that you bought and paid for our healing and that we can pray and see others healed. Father, thank you for these stories in the Bible. Thank you for the woman with the issue of blood, for blind Bartimaeus, for the crippled man at the gate beautiful. Lord, I just pray that we would be encouraged to step out in faith and let you use us to see other people healed, to see other people get their miracle. Lord, as we pray for others, you move also in our lives. Father God, I'm thankful for it. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Hey, I love you. Y'all go and be blessed, and I'll see you next time. Love you.